0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Kevin Richards to help you find out how to have financial peace of mind.
1: Welcome to another episode of Smart Money. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Richards, joined by our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. How are you doing today, Tony? Oh, I'm doing great.
0: Thanks for having me on the show today, Kevin. I'm really enjoying the weather and been trying to get outside more lately. uh, So that's good. But yeah, I've been great. I've just been really, really, really busy uh, between family and work, of course. Uh, But I'm excited about being on the show with you. You know, this is as close to fame as I get, co hosting a radio show with Kevin (laughs) Richards. You know that, right? 20 minutes of fame is all we get a week, Tony. It's all we get a week. (laughs) I love it. I love it, Kevin. Well, um, you know, there's so much going on, though, Kevin. Uh, it's crazy, and we'll get into that in a minute. But how have you been? Are you you keeping busy? I know you and your staff there in the office have been talking to a lot of people, meeting with a lot of people about financial planning and retirement planning and investments.
1: yeah, thanks, honey we we of course are always busy, but recently recently, there is a fire that broke out sadly enough out here in the Gu Niguel, right pretty much I'd say three miles from our office. And uh, fortunately, God willing, we had no issues at our office and uh, and such. But there was, as a lot of folks saw on the news, some damage done to over 20 homes that were, you know, pretty much burned down to the ground. And thank, thank goodness, the fire department and uh, a lot of people working hard got it under control. And you know, it's it's the area we live in. It's uh, Southern California. They call it coastal desert, so we get these, you know, unfortunately, at least once a year, twice a year, sometimes. So it's uh, under control again now. It's it's all all fine, but. For a while there, it was pretty scary. The winds are really howling, and, and uh, you know, the news channels are all out there covering it, so I don't need to recap all that. But it's now fine, and we're back to normal, but it was gray and ashy and smoky and all the things that come with the fire. But we're all fine. Thank you for that that uh, question, and all my staff are good, and, you know, a lot of our clients are all fine, and nobody got um, hurt or suffered any damage that I'm aware of, which is great. So now we're moving forward, and now we're trying to, you know, handle or at least do what we can to protect ourselves from the fire of the stock market, I call it, or uh, the Fed rates raising their rates and all these things that I know a lot of folks are worried about that we're getting a lot of questions on, which is why we do our podcast to hopefully answer or talk about these key points um, in advance and, you know, give some folks out there some more clarity on on a lot of issues and maybe some tips to help them with their own finances. So, you know, right now, I think our show today, Tony, we discussed, we're going to kind of talk about you know the stock market volatility but also the fed rates and how they're raising them at a alarmingly fast pace and i think the fastest pace ever and i know they're trying to do that to they call it a soft landing with inflation trying to slow down inflation yeah but I, a lot of folks are worried about how this is going to affect their their stocks their portfolios their houses yeah. the housing values you know cuz those are all concerns people who are either trying to sell their house or maybe buy a house are now starting to feel it heavily, you know, because yeah, now they, they can't qualify. Yeah. I mean, it's up to
0: 5.5. They say uh, housing rates for interest rates. When you buy a new home, they're going get, to get to six here soon this year. And so 6% compared to my wife and I refinanced refinance not that long ago, and we got 2.8%, I believe. Wow. So, right. I mean, you compare, uh, it was 2.8, not that long ago. I mean, we're talking right. months ago and right. now it's, you know, headed towards six. So, right. uh, that, it, that really does affect home buying. And so that's one way when the fed says, Hey, we're going to raise interest rates by a half a percent. You think that doesn't sound too bad. Uh, but I read that th- that's the largest single rate hike by the fed in over 20 years. So Right. Uh, that's, that's something. And, and then when they do that, it affects housing. Uh, obviously, obviously it affects housing rates exponentially,
1: right? Well, it does in a few ways. So most people don't realize, well, it's kind of obvious if you think about it, but they don't always, you know, hear this, which is when, you know, the loan rates go up, the cost of the loan or the monthly payments for your mortgage go up. Obviously your higher interest rate, you're going to pay a higher payment, yep. but also what that does is it now restricts some people from being able to qualify to buy a home that was previously a million dollar home because the rate was three or three and a half percent or even four. They were able to qualify with their income to get that home, right? Well, now that market, you know, those amount of people who previously, not just a few months ago, were able to buy a $1 million home in Orange County, which is pretty much an average price for a home, unfortunately, out here. Uh, Now they can't, they're not going to qualify to get it. No loan, no banks going to give them the loan because they don't have the resources income wise to pay that payment. Hence the demand that's was there previously is now going to drop. So in other words, this buying war we were having earlier, um, which you've heard this, I'm sure everywhere around the country, especially in Orange County, but you know, there'd be offers 20 of them or so coming into a home uh, seller. And some would be over asking price, and then they would just become a bidding war. Well, that's starting to cool down, so to speak, because there are less people able to qualify to get a loan. So they're not able to be pre qualified. So that's going to start, in my view, at least what I've seen and what I think is going to happen. Again, not knowing this future, certainly, but if you have less people able to get a loan to buy a house that was a million dollars, well, now that it's going to have less people able to get them. Of course, the seller will now have to reduce their price to meet meet it where most people are able to qualify to get that loan. So that would drive the pr- price of the homes, in our views, down. Right. And so it does have a, a
0: pretty major effect, even a half point uh, interest rate. Yeah. Th- that's what it's based off of. And then it raises exponentially from there because they see this happening. The Fed says they're going to raise it even more uh, so what you're saying is, and plus, if people have to pay higher um, uh, higher mortgage payments and people who buy new homes, they're going to spend less money at stores like Target or other retail shops and then uh, retailers. And then what happens is uh, also it makes uh, business loans. Uh, the interest rate goes up on business loans, so it's costing businesses more. Plus, inflation is starting to hurt businesses, because people aren't shopping more. So then we see it affects the stock
1: market because Target stock dropped twenty five percent the other day. Exactly. It's a dwindling spiral. And I, I feel we're in the face of a new recession for what you just said exactly. And to elaborate more on it, I mean it's obvious when a person has, you know, these, these high home prices and they're spending a majority of their income on these homes, even now that they're dropping in costs, they're still it's pretty pretty beefy prices across the country, not just here in California, but especially in Southern California. So that means they're like, you just brought up this less discretionary income or extra income that these families will have to spend it on going to target, like you mentioned, or anywhere else, even going to movies or Disneyland, et cetera. All those will get limited because there's less dollars out there for them to, to do those things with on top of the fact, like you just said, inflation. I mean, when gas is almost $7 I've seen now, certain places in our our area in California, um, is it's ridiculous that that alone, you know, is starting to take away a big chunk of people's discretionary income. And then of course inflation in general, the cost of cars, your car payments, you know, the list goes on, go to the grocery store, go to dinner, you know, anywhere you see even your, your flights to go see your loved ones or take a vacation are are now pretty high. So all that brings the point of, you're going to see less spending, um, which dominoes into less values for stocks like target went down, like you just brought up 25%. Um, these are all ramifications from <laughs> one little, not one little point, but the points we are bringing up, which is the fed rates, inflation ha- house prices, homes, mortgages, et cetera. You know, we're, we're in for a bit of a correction is the word we use, but it could be a heavy correction. And that's where I think having a proper plan in place that protects you from, being forced to sell a stock at a down point or a mutual fund at a down point. A lot of folks don't properly diversify. And I don't mean diversify in terms of 50 stocks. I mean, diversify your money in terms of, here's where you should have your short-term money that you need for the next year. Here's where you should have your mid-term money. That's one to five years, I call that. And here's where you put your long-term money. And unfortunately, many people I talk to don't have it properly balanced. And then if they start you know, living off of their IRAs and they're all in stocks and now the stock market is taking a hit. They haven't sold because they don't want to sell at a down point, but they have to, you get the picture. So we really want to make sure you have money in different asset classes, not just different stocks or bonds or mutual funds. That's one class. We call the stock market. You need to be in other class, classes or categories of investments to make sure you're doing as best you can to protect yourself from being hurt by what's inevitable and that's called a correction. So, you know, we, we know it's going to happen. I don't know when, uh, it's already kind of happening as we speak. Really. It's, it's just up and down all over the place right now in the stock market. So how low it will go and when it's going to hit bottom boy, that's, it's impossible to get that, but yeah, we can nobody do has we that. Can. Yeah. Nobody yeah. has that crystal ball, right? And I wish I did. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. You and me both, but, but we do know that, Uh, A lot of the uh, experts, you know, are saying, hey, this volatility could be here for a while. And like you said, we could be heading into uh, another recession. And, you know, it's kind of a perfect storm with interest rates uh, rising, inflation rising rapidly at the rate it is, high inflation. And then coupled with market volatility, supply chain issues, there's a a lot of uh, shortages and unable to get things from baby formula to lumber to gas to, you know, a lot of things out there, certain groceries. So uh, it it does make for a perfect storm. And then, you know, we still were coming off of COVID and also the war in Ukraine. So, wow, uh, a
1: lot happening, isn't there? It is. And, you know, that that being said, on all this volatility and fear that we're having in the stock market, the flip side of that and what we unfortunately have to still do, which is be Inflation. We can't. I can't stop inflation. I don't know who can. I know the Feds are doing what they are can to slow it down, but it's it's a a law of nature. It's just a fact of life we've had since the beginning of the financial markets. Really, is uh, we know the cost of living will go up and the cost of producing goods will be higher every year. How much higher we don't know, but right now we're knowing uh, based on all the stats we're seeing here, it's seven to eight percent roughly overall inflation and. That means, which is obvious, but you have to grow your money at at least that rate. Otherwise, you're losing your purchasing power. So we can't just put all of our money in CDs. Those rates are still terribly low. The banks aren't rising, or raising their their uh, rates at all, or very little. And then we can't put in cash. It's not growing there either. So you have to still grow overall your portfolio, at least that range, 78%. Otherwise, like I just brought up, we're losing... Purchasing power. Now, how to do that is the problem, or the question, or the issue. You don't want all of it in one category, like I brought up a minute ago. So we got to kind of properly be more aggressive in a certain portions of your portfolio, and then the other portions, based on when you need access to the money, have a different strategy, right? So we still need to, you know, capitalize on I call it buying opportunities um, on a lot of your key blue chip stocks, your stable companies, your Costcos, your WalMarts. You know, Procter & Gamble, et cetera, that are out there. Those are all usual blue-chip solid companies. doesn't mean they can't lose money, but it means that they have long-term you know, histories of paying dividends and, and being of, of a value stock. So those type of things are what we need to look at in terms of do we have this as a buying opportunity for certain holdings, certain stocks. And, of course, there are those, um, which we don't know, again, when the bottom's going to hit, but if you can hold, buy and hold, a blue chip valuable company, then you your odds of getting hurt are, are very low. Not that they're zero, but it's again, it's better chances than buying a startup company or a high-tech company or something like this that has a lot of volatility. So we still got to grow our money tone. We can't just sit it in a very conservative portfolio because of fear. Because now you're guaranteed to have a loss. Meaning if you're not growing at least seven or eight percent in your overall portfolio, you're losing money in, in terms of purchasing power. So there's the right way to do it, wrong way to do it. So here we try to mitigate or at least lessen or at least go into it with knowledge, the risks and know how to do it with the best chances of growth and the least amount of risk. Right. So that's kind of the balancing act we all try to play here in our world of, of financial planning and, and being fiduciaries is, is trying to get all the data we can, simplify it for our clients so that they then go in to this, this strategy or this planning that we're going to do with the most knowledge. And as you know, we don't have an agenda here and trying to promote one company, one stock or annuity or or such and such mutual fund uh over the others. We're just here to really put in uh the research, the effort, and the work to get you the most data so that it can we can create a plan that fits your uh time frames, your asset levels, your age, uh, and your risk tolerance, right? All those factors you have to really look at when you're helping somebody plan out their their future in their life in their next 20, 30 years or however old they are. Um, that's what we do here. So our goal is to make sure we're doing as best we can within unbiased view and being a proper steward to our clients in terms of, you know, showing them all the data, helping them as best we can without being sales reps for one company or some other agenda more than another one. It's, it's not that we want to feel like, and we are a teammate to our clients, not a uh, you know, again, a boss or somebody who just says, do what I do and that's it. And then we have an agenda here. Well, we don't do that. We can't do that as a fiduciary. So that's kind of, how I see it as Tony. We got to just, I think now more than ever is the time to not just put your head in the sand, <clears throat> no matter where you are, what stage you are in life. Even if you're 40 years old, you know, let a lot of years to go to keep working. You still want to protect yourself. And especially if you're in your sixties, you don't want to just close your eyes and hope that your 401k is going to be okay. And, uh, when you stop working, if it's in two or, or four years or so, it could be a lot less. So we don't want to take that chance, especially for our folks that are looking at, you know, uh, changing jobs or retiring within the next, let's say one to four years, you want to really have a uh, certainty in what you're going to do. So we don't go in at this blind and wake up in three or four months in a bad, you know, bad state. Exactly. And you, you're you illustrating why people need to have a plan
0: because if for those that you work with, your clients who have that written plan that takes that looks at everything, uh, it takes a holistic view. Uh, when the market is volatile or interest rates rise or inflation rises, uh, they don't have to worry because they have a plan in place and right. adjustments can be made, but really uh, you've built in uh, room for inflation and volatile markets. You don't have all their money for retirement in the markets. Uh, You have to have some of the money you're going to need elsewhere, uh, yet we're still having some growth. So uh, it's important to have money in the markets for growth, but it's also important to have money in other buckets. And I think that's what you're talking about here to help folks when the Fed says, hey, we're going to raise the interest rates two more times this year or three more times or maybe four. Uh, And that's what they're saying. So we'll see what happens. They don't always do what they say. But they're saying they've got to temper inflation and, right. and it's, uh, it's really going crazy. So they're going to watch it now that they've changed the rate once. And if inflation keeps going up, you'll see more interest rate uh, rises and that'll cause more volatility in the market. So it's like, it's like that, uh, the snake eating its own tail. It's, it's cyclical and it feeds yep. on itself. But the problem is, is, uh, where are you at and how's it going to affect your money? So, We all need to have a plan and goals and ways to meet that goals. You know, the market's going to ebb and flow. It's going to come back at some point. So if you have the time, uh, you you know, really stay the course is
1: probably the best bet and have a plan, right? Hundred percent. That's you summarize it great there, Tony. And that's that's in life, but whether it's you know your own uh, fitness plans or financial plans, it's similar. You you really want to go at it with knowledge and in a direction. Spelled out, not just you know winging it. We call it sometimes, especially when you're again, if you're at a point closer to the <clears throat> end of your career, you you don't want to um, have any guesses at all. So that's what we do here, and and you did a good job of pointing that out. It's our goal is to walk you through all the stages of your next 20 or 30 years and what to do as life changes, because you know it isn't a stagnant plan. We want to go with the world as it changes and as your life changes and in such and such. So it's, it's an ongoing, uh, team or a process. It isn't just a lay it out. Here's your template cookie cutter, you know, method. It's, that's not the right way to do it. Every person's different. The situations are all different, but the goal is the same. Protect yourself as best you can grow your money as best you can and have a very detailed layout of how you're going to reach your lifestyle goals, your income needs for the rest of your life. And without having, the high chance of running out of money. So that's what we do here, Tony. And I know we uh, always offer this, but I want to recap before we end our show. And that's, you know, we, we offer for the next 10 um, people who call in or send a request from our website. We have a book, my book I wrote, uh, it's um, 140 pages or so. And it's kind of gives you more details on what we're talking about now and strategies that we can use, y'all can use to help yourselves in your financial goals. And it's called Smart Money, obviously, like our show. So that book is offered for free. On our website is a way to get that requested, which our website is knrwealth.com. Or, of course, you can call our office anytime if you want to schedule a no-cost, no-obligation meeting with myself for 45 minutes. And uh, just give us a ring. We have two locations here in Orange County, and that is in Garden Grove and also in Laguna Niguel. So just give us a ring here at our office. Of Area code is 949-218-3900. And we'd love to talk to you at all for any any questions you have or any way we can help our listeners. That's why we do what we do.
0: All right. And that does it for today's episode of Smart Money with our host, Kevin Richards. Thank you for listening to Smart Money with Kevin Richards. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, contact Kevin Richards at KNR Consulting Group. That's 949-218-218.